0: welcome to the choose you now podcast i'm your host juliana hever i'm so excited for today's interview and with good reason vanessa race is a thailand-based advocate and influencer of all things plant-based as well as a best-selling author on topics such as education the mind and the brain when i visited her in thailand i quickly discovered she's a huge star over there and i'm so happy and proud to call her my friend In this interview, you'll discover that choosing yourself breaks all borders and cultures. Get ready to be inspired and have a listen. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here today.
1: You're most welcome. I miss you so much.
0: I miss you so much. I want to give some background. First of all, it's quite extraordinary because I'm talking to you in very early morning in Los Angeles. We have producers Adam and Sanford in the on the East Coast, and we're talking to you all the way in Thailand, which I think is so amazing that technology enables us to do this, first of all. Yeah. Yes. And second of all, I want to just kind of give a little background because I think you're one of the most extraordinary people I've ever known. And the way we met was so interesting. So we had Dr. Clapper on the show here and he kind of wanted us to meet because after the cruise that we were all on, which we never actually met on, we were going to be coming to Thailand a couple of weeks later. And you and Po beautifully put together this extraordinary weekend to show us Thailand and to introduce us and we had no idea anything about you and we just showed up in Thailand and you were the most extraordinary host in the world <laughs> and w- <laughs> I like I compl- it was like one of the best weekends of my life and so i wanted to just say that what was so interesting cuz this podcast is about choosing you now and there's so much to talk about with you, but and I want to get all the background. I'm giving you a little extra background because there's, there's this is important. Uh, when we first met you, we were going around Thailand, no matter where we would go, these little markets, these, you know, a restaurant, um, wherever we went, people were running up to you and we're all excited to take a selfie with you or to get your autograph. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this amazing woman? <laughs> it was kind of extraordinary. So that said with the background. I would love to hear more about you and your journey because what I know, what people may know is you are an extraordinary influencer and you have this passion for the environment and sustainability and you are a role model and bringing this to your country and the people that are so excited by you. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got so enthusiastically passionate about this mission that you have.
1: So yes, um, but first of all, I have to add to our first meeting that, um, we have never met in person before. And I am and, and I po, My boyfriend is an introvert. So we had this mission of picking two people up. In a hotel um, in front of my school, I, I have a private school for young uh, young children in the middle of Bangkok. And um, before we met both of you, Paul was like, um, "What? What if there are like weird people? How do we spend the weekend together with the whole weekend?" <laughs> and then it turned out wonderful, and and it was it was such an a, amazing time. And you turned out to be such a wonderful person and one of you know, like our best, best friends right now. So I'm, I'm so happy to get a chance to actually sit down and, and talk with you and unfold this journey together. Um, so for for my journey, I'm half Thai, half American, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Thailand right now. I had my master's degree in um Learning and the brain, um, the brain and education. It's the the program is called Mind, Brain, and Education. And my um, advisor at Harvard, uh, I did it at Harvard University, and my advisor was Dr. Howard Gardner. Um, and I was very passionate about how you know we can we because we have a school. I I really want to understand how the brain works in um, with education and how we teach kids better, how we work with kids better, and not only kids in school, but um, also adults and people who don't plan to go back to school in a long, long time. So after I finished my master's degree, I came back to Thailand and then I wrote my first book and it was about the theory from Dr. Howard Gardner, the multiple intelligences theory. It became one of the bestsellers that uh, best-selling book that year. And that that's how I was known by the Thai people and everything picked up from there. That was about 12 years ago.
0: I want to know how that evolved into your interest in educating about you know, sustainability and the environment and plant-based and all of that. How did you end up there? What inspired you there?
1: When I was growing up, i uh, we have a book fair. In Thailand, only once a year in April, around Thai New Year. You know, the water fighting around that time, we have the biggest book fair. It, it would last about a week. And my mom had a degree in um, literature. So she always values reading in the house, having a lot of books. And every day I have to read. It's like one of the pretty much what we one of, one of the assignment of the day. So I grow up loving to read books so much. And once a year, she would give me an allowance pretty big for a, a girl, a, 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 a girl around 18 years old. It's 5,000 Thai baht, which would equal to, I don't know, 100, 120 US dollars to buy whatever books I want. She would not dictate what kind of what, what genres I would read. So I always find myself in this one uh, publishing company, their booth, and it's all about forest, um, animals, how to conserve the forest, uh, what's happening with deforestation. That's about 30 years ago. So we still had a lot of forest, uh, a lot more than what we have today. It's 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 being gone at a very depressing rate. Anyhow, there was a a character, a, a person, that I admire so much. His name is which if you're a Thai, you know this man. He's like super famous. Anyhow, he committed suicide around the time that I was born. Oh, wow. And and he works for the forest, like for uh, the Department um, of the Forest. And he was fighting to, to make sure we don't uh, cut down too much forest. Um, he was working to to help preserve the wildlife in the forest, and he had a lot of episodes where, where he would go into where the government would make dams, and he would ask for just a few days to remove the all the animals as many as he could help before they would flood the whole area with water. And he didn't have he never like he hardly had enough time to save the animals. And I would read how he would jump from his boat. Um where the animals are the the wild animals are drowning and to save them, jump down, drag them up to the boat, and then rescue them. so I always thought of growing up to be just like him, you know, to be like kunsu, and after he died, he wrote a very heartfelt um uh letter before he shot himself in the forest in the the house that the government provide for people who work in the forest and he said it's it's just too big of a battle i cannot do this anymore like Mm -hmm. my heart cannot handle this anymore and a lot i think a lot of thai kids during my uh, time grow up seeing him as, as an idol me too and so i always thought like oh my god his spirit would live in us we have now we have now have a foundation in his name um and but but my mom always say like oh Nudi, my thai nickname is Nudi. so my mom would say Nudi, i think um Khun he would he would he would make so much more impact if he would have just stayed alive because when he uh committed suicide there was a big um awareness uh, all of a sudden in thailand to take care take better care of the forest um, but my mom said it's better off that he's alive. He would, he would do so much more great work.
0: Well, you have you have carried that on, and what I love is how you've you've in this modern day, you have this beautiful face, uh, sorry, Instagram page and Facebook, but your Instagram with like 111,000 followers or something. But everyone I think should follow you, nude Nudie Vanessa on there, and you bring all these ideas and you show people how to do things that are environmentally fr- friendly and sustainable and how to implement it into your everyday life and it feels like you know you're you're really on this this mission to to uh, communicate it and because of I guess your background in education you're very good at communicating it and, and you're very inspiring and I think so many people are obviously paying attention so you are carrying on his message.
1: Thank you, thank you. So I thought when I when I was younger I thought the only way I could carry on his legacy and his his message, like a lot of people my age want to, you know, take better care of the forest. I thought the only way is for me to go on the streets uh, for, you know, a mob to the government house and just to say, you know, you should just stop cutting down the forest already. But then when I found out you can just switch your food to a more plant-based diet, having, you know, like eating more plants and that's preserving the forest, especially the rainforest in my country, um, where we're losing like so quickly, I was like, oh my God, I never knew. Just switching my food, I never have to go on the streets, being in the sun, having to put on a lot of sunscreen and (laughs) just eating delicious food. And I'm carrying out his legacy. And twice a day when I have my meals, I'm like, I'm thinking about him and I'm like, oh my God, look, I'm doing this for you, you know?
0: Oh, I love that. And you, okay, so this, with this mission, this, this priority that you have and you emanate and you, I mean, literally everywhere we and I, we spent a lot of time over the couple years that I got to go to Thailand. I can't wait to come back. But I saw like everywhere we went, people came up to you and knew who you were and were very inspired by you. What is that like? What is it like to, like, what does that mean in terms of what kind of responsibility that is for you that you... You know, you are always on and people are always watching you. And what is that like for you?
1: It was very strange at the beginning, about 12 years ago, because I never had more than 20 friends in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I only have like my family's tiny. I have a single mother. I only have one sister and that's my whole world. And when I went to school, it's no more, no, never more than 20 friends at a time. So it's a, a tiny, tiny um, um, micro climate and environment. And then my first book became like so famous and I never foresee it because at that time, my my book was in the genre of education. So when you write books about education, you don't become famous, you're just another teacher. And I did not plan to become well-known in the country at all. I thought I'll just write one book, unload whatever I learned at Harvard, and then move on with my life. But then it caught on and then I wrote more and more books, I think at the end, eight or nine books. And then work in TV, the, um, I became TV personality. I work as a radio host. Um, and many more things. So um, more and more people knew me. And then when we had social media, um, I have I have a Facebook um, ecosystem of about oh my god, in Thai, it's so hard to say in English two hundred sixty thousand. It's a pretty big ecosystem. And then I have another YouTube channel that's about two hundred thousand as well of subscribers. So plus the Instagram, it's. pretty huge ecosystem and i can't it's it's a lot of fun it's like a big family but then you are exposed to a lot of people that sometimes they just don't like your personality and um and now in thailand we have this political to um political views and there's a lot of drama like in the political scene so um it's it's really it's it's not an easy um career path to have because you really have to be respect very respectful in before you type anything you have to make sure you don't make anyone feel excluded or feel bad about um any situation that's going on so it's, it's something that i have to be very careful but besides that in my ecosystem people who follow me they are like a huge family and they are so hungry for knowledge the, the, the most lovable thing about my ecosystem is that every time I share new things, that's new research findings, new papers, anything scientific, they're so ready and hungry for it. And, but a lot of my fans, um, they don't read English. So they really appreciate when I read something in English and summarize for them. So anything regarding plant-based diet, you know, like, am I going to be malnourished because I'm eating this? Is it really helping the environment? Is it good for the forest? Um, And how is the animal agriculture is hurting the environment and the world? So I would summarize that and, and, and talk with them in Thai.
0: And yes. And you do such a good job with it. And so Vanessa, uh, speaking of that, because I could talk to you all day, but we have such short interviews here. So I just, I want to like make sure I get some of the hot points and we'll have to have you back on. But I'm curious if you would share, because I, you showed me in such a beautiful way and like a real thorough way, the difference culturally, and you've lived in both the United States and Thailand in terms of the food and the messaging of plant-based is very different there in terms of the translation versus here. Um, because it's just more new and it's a very meat-based culture but can you talk a little bit about the food culture in Thailand versus the United States?
1: Yes so Thai people we love to eat as if if anyone had been to Thailand you will know that you can find food 24 hours a day we love to eat and we are so open to food from every culture like you, Every type person that I know, they would love Japanese food, Indian food, um, Korean food, American food, <laughs> any mm-hmm. any food. Like we just love food. Um, but going back a few generations, I think three, four generations ago, we don't drink cow's milk. Cow's milk was introduced um around the time that I was in elementary school, and it was introduced into the school system called um school's milk. <laughs> so um so we were exposed to cow's milk at that time and then it became mainstream for some reason and um but in my mom's generation and my grandma's generation they would think um butter from cow's milk um any cow's milk smells weird like smells strange i think it's comparable to uh, foreigners coming to Thailand and smelling our shrimp paste, or the wow. the rotten fish sauce, the plara, rah it's, it's so acquired, like it's an acquired yes. Thing. So yes. Um, within, I think, two generations or three, we were never meat-based at all. We would eat a lot of vegetables um, from gathered from the forest or things from the river or canal. And the biggest um, kind of animal that we would eat would be, I think, fish. We don't even, like, eat beef or pork or chicken. We would, I think, in a lifetime of someone two, three generations ago, they would eat beef, like, once or twice in their lives. If there is a wedding, if there is, like, someone, you know, like, yeah, getting married or some some big party, then they would kill one big animal. But usually, no. Usually, we just eat whatever we can find around the house or in the forest.
0: Well, do you see a lot of like I, when I was there, I remember seeing like a lot of the fast food is the mm-hmm. same as it is here, you know, the all the different fast food restaurants and all on the streets, I saw different kinds of interesting things. And yes. so do you think that that's changing again, like becoming more westernized?
1: Very much. I, uh my generation when we were growing up, I'm 42. So in during my generation, when, when I was a teen, we soak in the American culture, like we just, we just soak it in and we just love it and we a lot of things were introduced around that time as well so the food was changing um the way we dress you know was was changing everything was changing and it was become more we call it more westernized and now it's different because now thai people are are, are going back to okay let's eat the food that our ancestors were eating more and more but but the you cannot fight um, the mainstream of the whole world that's moving more towards towards meat-based eating. But Juliana, it's so weird though, because um, I've been eating plant-based food for about three, four years since I started. And um when I first started in October 2017, I didn't even know the word plant-based existed. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know how to call it. I just knew that I didn't want to eat meat anymore, and the animal's milk and the egg, just everything has to go, pretty much. Because for you know, in honor of Kun yes. Sit my idol, so yes, I'm like, oh, I'll do it rain or shine. But I didn't know how to call it. <laughs> and within a few, just a few years, now plant based is the word that I think pretty much majority of Thai people had heard it. At least once and a lot more people are attempting to eat it. not only the younger generations who are more open-minded. people who are in the 40s, 50s, 60s I get questions every day. How do I start? How do I eat? And thanks to you, you're telling me at the beginning to take beautiful photos of food and just show the beautiful photos and make beautiful make delicious plant-based meals and people just love it and for sure. They love the photos thanks to Instagram yeah. and, and people are like, oh, if it looks that good, I'll eat it.
0: <laughs> right. Like you win people over with the food because if it tastes good. Yes. Yeah, please. And oh my goodness, the food in Thailand, it's part of why we were there so much. And that's like one of my favorite things. And we had that, we were doing those culinary retreats. I can't wait to go back to do that again because the food, the local, all of the amazing exotic fruits and oh, you guys have amazing food there.
1: Yes, it's so it's, it's just so nice. And oh, my God. And the newest thing that I have to update with you, I the, the vegetable garden and at the back of my house, you remember? Yeah. Yes. Tell us we had we we had a facebook page for our vegetable garden the tiny vegetable garden and it this year from uh, the lockdown situation at the end of 2020 and coming on to 2021 we grew our facebook fan page from uh, the name is from farm to fork bangkok and now it grew to tonight it's 25000 people already
0: wow um, and it's
1: also- wow and and we and po and i decide to have a live like a live session every monday at 5 p.m. and we would eat food plant based food in our vegetable garden we'll go and pick up our vegetables live bring the vegetables to the uh to the tiny picnic table and eat and we talk about sustainability I'm so happy.
0: Oh, I have got to check that out. That's a beautiful... I haven't looked at it in a long time. I'm going back to it. I'm, I love that you're doing that. It's so so nudie Vanessa, we have to wrap up. So I'm going to ask you one more question and then we have to do this again because there's too much to talk about. <laughs> um, what do you do to choose you with being in the public eye, doing all of this extraordinary, very important work that you're doing? How do you take care of you?
1: Oh, my God. I love this question so much. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I have prepared my answer. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay. So um, this is going to come out of the blue, but I do Vipassana meditation.
0: Tell us about that. Oh,
1: my God. It's, it's a lifesaver. You guys, this is like the best thing that ever, 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 ever happened to my life. Always tell my family it's the best thing besides my family and Poe. So, <laughs> so anyhow, you guys. Uh, in order to be in a public eyes, like where I stand right now, like I get bullied a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. Every day I get bullied for um not choosing sides, political sides, or remaining silent or calling out. Like I, I would get bullied for like weird things, even more. So every day I have to learn ways to calm my nerves down and to really let go of things beyond my control. Because once you're in the public eyes, there are so many things that you cannot control. And you just have to learn a few techniques. And uh, Vipassana meditation has helped me a lot. I've been Buddhist all my life. And in Thailand, you can go for retreats. Um, and there are so many retreats in temple, in the temples, outside of the temple, in seminars or anywhere, um, teaching you to do different types of meditation. The ones that the one that I find most helpful is Vipassana meditation, which is the exact same thing the Buddha uh, taught when he was still alive and teaching his students in India 2,500 years ago. So um, it's the practice of being aware of your your bodily sensations like things that are uh, just your just your sensations because um, when you are mad or angry or feeling sad or depressed or uh, having anxiety, usually you would have visual images in your mind, in your brain. Or you would remember things in the past that people say to you or things that happened in the past and your mind pretty much replays that. Um, and that happens to me a lot because I've gone through it's like a 12 long years where like every move, every word, I can be criticized. Um, and it really it sometimes it's it's pretty hurtful. So, but vipassana meditation, the practice is the first time I learned it. Is that I have to go into a a retreat center? It's for for people from every culture, um, every religious practice, and you go in and you learn how to. First of all, you understand that every time you think or you feel, there is a body sensations that come with it. So I learned that when I am angry, my i my my heart pounds a lot. And I get um, sweaty palms and my face is very hot. So when you can um when you can feel your body sensations, you just focus on the sensations and just let go of the sensations and just cut yourself off from any story that you are replaying in your mind that's very hurtful. And just focus on the body sensations. And actually, that's the way this is in short, I learned in 10 days, and I have have been practicing it practicing it for like more than five years but um that's pretty much in short so um yeah you're just very in touch with the body sensations let go from the sensations and then the story um the the lesser you react to the stories or what people say to you or whatever was done to you from outside um you react less and less and less and less and that's how you become happier Because usually I react a lot, but then I just learn how to react less. Does that make sense, Juliana? Vanessa, it makes
0: perfect sense. It's very intimidating because the what you taught, what you told me about like sitting there and having to get through, like learning to do that, it's um, it seems really difficult but very challenging, and it sounds obviously very worth it and very inspiring. It's so good, and yeah, good for you, Uh, Nudi Vanessa. I love you beyond words, and I can't thank you enough for not only being here but for the magical work and the energy that you put into the world to make it such a much brighter, better place. Thank you so much.
1: Juliana, I miss you so, 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 so much. And talking with you now makes me miss you even more. And I'm so sorry, you guys, a listener, if my English is not that good. I've been speaking Thai every day since I returned to Thailand. So, and anyhow, thank you so much for listening to me attempting to speak English and putting my mind and words into English.
0: It was, it was perfect. And if only I could speak just one word in Thai properly. <laughs> so let's not even talk about that. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, now I really can't wait until I get to go back to Thailand and visit Vanessa. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.